Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. Adfree Shows gives you early ad-free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts, including The Snake Pit with Jake Roberts. This week, The Snake welcomed the devil himself, Kevin Sullivan, to the program. I'm ready to go out and I see Ming coming back and all of a sudden they threw a cinder block and hit him on the shoulder from the roof. He dropped to a knee, but he just shook it off and came in. If they had hit him in the head, it would have killed him. David Crockett joins Conrad for an all-new edition of The Book as they go day by day through February 1985 with the help of Jim Crockett's original booking log. But what a pivotal month it was as WrestleMania 1 is right around the corner and Jim Crockett Promotions is running in Vince's own backyard. In that area, knew him, knew his reputation. It's a working class audience. Uh, they like the style of our wrestling, and you put Dusty and Backlund together. They're, you know, opposites, but they attract, and, and they make it work. This month marks the 35-year anniversary of one of the most memorable angles in wrestling history, the famous twin referee angle on the main event. And Ad-Free Shows members got to watch it back live alongside Earl Hebner on our latest premium watch-along event. I got to dress... I got to use uh, Andre's dressing room after all this happened, and uh, Andre just loved me. I mean, he just wanted me basically always be a ref, and Hogan loved me to death. That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you, with four levels to choose from, four. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Yeah. Okay, guys, before we get rolling with the Snake Pit this week, I just wanted to give a shout-out to our new sponsors at HelloFresh. Guys, if you haven't tried it yet, you are missing out. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and discount on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, guys, the price of everything is going up. We all know that. So if you're looking for an easy way to eat well and save money, HelloFresh is the choice for you. 
Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery. You'll love how fast and easy and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. And here's the best part. You don't have to be an experienced chef to enjoy these incredible home-cooked meals. HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipe cards make it easy for you to get a delicious dinner on the table without all the time-consuming meal planning or prepping. And if you're looking for some more variety, HelloFresh has got you covered. HelloFresh now has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you can kiss those same old, same old boring dinners you've been having goodbye and treat yourself and your family to some exciting new flavors every single week. And look, I mentioned it earlier. HelloFresh isn't just delicious, easy, and affordable. It's also a lot of fun. My wife and I really enjoy putting these meals together while we catch up after a long day at work, and then we get to enjoy a restaurant-quality meal at home that we made. It's a really fun change of pace in our house and something that I know we're going to be doing for a long, long time. So to get started, guys, go over to HelloFresh.com Snake65 and use code Snake65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com Snake65 and use code Snake65 for 65% off on America's number one meal kit. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? I'm Marcus D'Angelo, and we're back in the Snake Pit. And, of course, we're here with the man himself, the master of the DDT, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, what's going on, man? Man, I'm just busting it. Busting it every day, man. Every day (laughs) I wake up, I pop out of bed, and I'm just ready to go. Such a good feeling, man. Uh, The last show we did with Kevin Sullivan was just so much fun to reminisce and to hear what he thought about my work was uh pretty freaking good man pretty awesome man it was incredible having kevin sullivan on and after doing all the research for that getting to hear firsthand kind of what you guys experienced and did there just such incredible stories guys if you haven't heard it yet uh, we call that episode uh the devil went down to florida it was last week's episode so please go out of your way to go and hear that one yeah you need to man it's it's worth the laughs no question about it. And Jake, today we uh, we did a little bit of a pivot. So yesterday, uh, as we're recording this, uh, you had asked if we could do an Ask Jake Anything. I said, yeah, sure. And so you actually went and posted on your social media. And mm. this this just goes to show just how popular you still are. It's under 24 hours. Literally hundreds, hundreds oh, wow. of questions got asked. And, Great. Uh, yeah, we're going to do our best to sift through as many as we possibly can. Let's do it. Yeah, let's not waste any more time. We'll jump right in. <sighs> All right. Hey, by the way, just a reminder, if you do have a question for Jake that wasn't answered here, tweet it at Snake Pit Pod on Twitter or to Jake. We'll do our best to include as many as we possibly can. So here we go. First question, Jake, is Patrick Kelly. One of my favorite matches of yours is the blindfold match from WrestleMania 7. The crowd was absolutely electric from bell to bell with hardly any bumps or action. It was pure wrestling magic. Do you think a blindfold match can work in today's wrestling climate? Oh, absolutely. If you have the right two guys in there, 
You know, it's it's the idea of being blindfolded that makes it so damned interesting. I know that whenever the idea first came up, uh, Martel was just frightened. He didn't want to do it. He he didn't think it'd work. Really? Yeah, he didn't think it'd work at all. You know, he he went to Patterson and said, please, Pat, I I can't do that. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I can't think of nothing. And uh, I, I, fortunately, had been in in, uh, Mid-South, and we had a blindfold battle royal. A battle royal? Yes. It was (laughs) unbelievably chaotic. You can't imagine some of the shit the guys did to each other. And they were doing it to their own partners. They, you know, they didn't know who the hell they were grabbing or hitting or anything, you know. But it was My pretty God. wild. So I'd had that experience. And I remembered how it got whenever it got down to the last two people. And now we're searching the ring looking for each other. And how easy it was and how electrical it was. And uh, I'm like, let's do this, man. Hell yeah. Uh, the most money I ever made for doing nothing. Man, it just is such a such an iconic match and something that I know that a lot of fans point to. I have to ask oh you, God, you. Fans come to me and they go, man, I was hoarse from screaming at you. I said, yeah, but you were at fucking home, you dumbass. You know? <laughs> I, I do have to ask, Jake, who was the last person in that battle royal with you? Oh, I can't remember, man. No, I, I know a lot remember. of I knew it was a shot in the dark. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. And by the way, uh, you know, the anniversary of that match is coming up. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it. Um, all right. Next up, we've got our pal Instagram, a wrestling historian. And he asks, was there ever talk about having a feud with Roddy Piper in the WWF? I'm shocked it didn't happen. No, that would have been awesome, man. I would have loved to have worked with Roddy. I, I never got a chance to in, in all our time. You know, we bumped into each other a little bit here and there. And we even, uh, you know, we went into the Royal Rumble one year, me, him, and Flair. Yeah. It was, it was just so magical. It, it would have been great. I guarantee you it would have been great. And, uh, yeah, that's one we missed, too. Another one. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a huge what if in wrestling, and you know, invariably, I, I always see fans asking like, "Oh, Jake," or saying, "Jake would have been great against this guy." Jake could have been great against this guy. So it's it stinks, but it is still kind of fun to fantasy. Yeah, book. it's fun to imagine. You know, I mean, I imagine things like Bruno San Martino against uh, what the hell was his name? Oh, I just forgot. Wow, King Curtis. <laughs> Oh, yes. Imagine that <laughs> back in their heydays. Boy, that would have been something. Yeah, well, Curtis was a huge man. Yes. You know, he was 350, 370 pounds, man. And I can just see him doing all this. Oh, man, he, he, could, he could chop you up in little pieces for sure. Man, and he would have made the perfect monster heel for Bruno. Oh, and- yeah, Absolutely. I have to ask, you brought up Bruno. I know that he was back in the WWF and he was he was working around like I want to say it was 86, 87. Uh do you have any stories about working with Bruno? No, man. I, I never got a chance to get in the ring with him. That would have been a uh that would have been on the A list. What about sure. uh any any behind the scenes experiences or did no, he kind of keep to himself? He kind of kept quiet and to himself. You know, I talked to him from time to time, but nothing real deep or anything, just uh, about wrestling. And he was a believer in wrestling. You know, he didn't like all the uh, 
glitz and glamour about it that Vince was putting to it and uh, the speed that Vince had changed. You know, the, the, all the matches had speeded up, everything had speeded up. Uh, ideas would come and go in six weeks, whereas in Bruno's day, you'd run an angle for six months. Yeah. You know, but now they were being done in six weeks, and now they're being done in one television show. <laughs> they'll start an idea at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show they're through with it which is such a waste such a damned waste it is and you know it's it's crazy because uh you know i remember at, like we were just talking about you and martel that feud lasted for i would say what at least five months maybe yeah. six yeah and it was just like the perfect buildup. And then, of course, you get the blow off at WrestleMania. It's, you know, I know we're in the age of instant gratification, but man, when you build something right, it makes it all the more sweet when it finally happens. Anticipation to the act. You know, that's what it's all about. It's sort of like coming up with an idea and Look then turning this. it into the real deal. Look at this. So uh, for those of you who are only listening, come and check out our YouTube because uh, you see stuff like this. Jake is holding up the, a little statue head made by uh, the former Kazarni from WWE, Sin Bodhi. And that is available right now at jakethesnakeshop.com. And Jake will sign it for you. Yeah, yeah. damn straight I will. Got a different colored one here. We got several different colors. All different colors. Whatever You've got your fancy. You've got, you got all sorts like of things on the shop. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I got one here in bronze, man. Man, just too cool. And yes, again, that's jakethesnakeshop.com. Any signs, everything. Get over there and check it out, guys. Exclusive yeah, stuff. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Corey Craddock, and he asks, Bret Hart said in his book that the plan was for him to beat you at Survivor Series 1992 before your departure from the company. Is there any truth to that? Not that I know of. So it's... Uh, uh, just kind of piggybacking off of this, you, you've had some strong words for Bret Hart, especially in reference to the Montreal screw job. Did mm -hmm. you and Bret ever get sideways at any point while no. you were like living with him, or like no. in general, you you like Bret Hart? Like Bret, got along well with Bret, but we spoke our minds. Mm -hmm. There was no issue. There, there's no hate. I just disagree with what he did. Yes. You know, it was bad for business. It was, and a lot of fans nowadays uh, point to uh, something that's it's kind of become an online joke, and I'm not sure if you've seen it, but uh, it, Bret Hart's career was essentially ended by Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg hit him with a thrust kick. It actually got him really badly. He had a concussion, yeah. wound up leading to the end of his career, and to this day, Bret Hart, at any opportunity, uh, it'll be like somebody's just talking about something else, and he'll just bring up, yeah, and Goldberg is just the fucking worst. <laughs> like he'll, he'll, do that. <laughs> he'll, he'll just bring him up out of nowhere. Um, I, I want to ask, here's just Marcus his question for the week what were your thoughts on goldberg did you ever get to see any of his stuff i got to see a lot of uh, some of his stuff i thought it was very strong you know no doubt about that and i thought he was a little reckless which is mm -hmm. dangerous um you know it worked it worked you know and he's damn sure no worse than the ultimate warrior <laughs> you know, for Christ's sake, he could do a lot more than the warrior could and uh, a lot better doing it and look better doing it and more believable doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he damn sure had a better interview. Yes. But then again, so does so does my dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah that was certainly not a uh, warrior's strong suit and no. yeah, it's you know a, a lot of people Go ahead, um, opened up. <laughs> watching some of them it's like your head starts being like what the fuck did he just say yeah i don't know he's yeah. excited so i guess i'm excited uh, that was the <laughs> idea i guess but damn. i guess uh cory actually had a, a pretty interesting follow-up question uh he said how would you have liked your character to have been portrayed differently in 1996 so if you had your way how would it have gone it would have stayed the same yeah you know why why change something when it's not broke jake the snake was not broke but they uh they wanted to put me in those baby blues man because it's going to teach me a lesson and i got it yeah I got shoved down, but that's all right. You know, they'd shove me hard, as hard as they want to down, but I still keep coming to the top. That's one thing they could never stop me with. They could turn me baby face, they could turn me heel, but no matter where they put me, I was still on last match. Yep. You know, I was still on the main event. If Hogan was on the card, he would go on early and I would go on late. So what is that saying? It says yeah. they need somebody strong to close out the show, and you were That's it. That's it. That's it. Make it is. People, Jake will make the people happy. It is interesting that, you know, you you had had success in the WWF as a babyface prior, um, obviously, you know, from 87 to the to the early 90s. And it's I, I just don't understand the mindset like, hey, let's let's alter this baby. Like we'll bring him baby face, but let's make it like religious focused. And I don't know. Yeah. It's just really strange. Yeah, I didn't like it. That was Vince taking a shot. Uh, See, next- when, you, when you leave Vince McMahon and he's not the one firing you and getting rid of you, he doesn't like it. Mm. He holds a grudge. He's a grudge-holding son of a bitch. And he'll take his time to get you, too. You know, he'll start doing little things, and then he'll graduate to maybe a longer throwing whiskey in my face and he'll making a joke out of that shit. Yeah. You know, they don't make jokes out of that shit anymore. And it should have never been done. Jerry Lawler himself speaks up about that. And it was horrible. Yes. To be asked to do it. And especially with where I was coming from. I mean, you're going to persecute me for being a Christian? Right. Really? Wow, dude. And a Christian in recovery. A Christian in recovery. Yeah. yeah, Trying to do the right thing and let's humiliate him. Let's make it harder on him. Inexcusable in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's just it's such Horseshit. a shame. Uh, next up, we've got Jeff Owens. And Jeff asks, uh, what was the truth behind Savage and Hogan's relationship? So we as fans have heard for years that they had a roller coaster friendship. Did you ever see any of that behind the scenes, Jake? No, I didn't. You know, I didn't see any of that shit. I tried to keep away from it. I didn't want to hear about it. You know, I, I don't like locker room chatter. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have fun, but when it starts getting real and then you start with the underlying tones of what is real and what isn't, and maybe I should just knock the shit out of this fucking guy or, oh, I didn't like the way he touched Liz. You know, there was two or three instances where that happened, where Hogan would pick Liz up and put her on his shoulders and shit. And then there was a lot of stuff that happened away from the ring, I guess, in Florida that, I understood that really stirred the pot a lot, but uh, I don't want to get involved in anybody else's marriage, man. Jesus Christ. I I screwed mine up bad enough. I don't need to help anybody else screw up their own. (laughs) 
Yeah, the the whole situation. Every time you hear about it, it just it's really bizarre. And Hogan yeah. maintains that he loved him the whole time, but man, yeah. just like such a weird, contentious relationship. Yeah. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Um, well, Jake, I, I've got to say you were the gold standard in professional wrestling, but we've got some guys, some new sponsors. They're the gold standard when it comes to having restaurant quality steak delivered right to your door. How'd you like that oh, transition, man. Jake? Not too bad. You're segueing son of a bitch, man. <laughs> so not my best work, but uh, we're, certainly wasn't. <laughs> we're of course talking about oh, backyard. Are you recording yet? <laughs> I, I am recording. Fortunately. Oh, and uh, it's a good thing because we gotta we gotta talk about these sponsors, Jake. It's Backyard Butchers, man. The wait is over. Quality steak, free shipping. Period. Get that steakhouse quality bulk meat specials responsibly sourced from America's farms delivered right to your door. Imagine opening up a box of high quality steak, being able to just recreate that steakhouse experience right in your own backyard at less than grocery store prices. Well, that's exactly what you get when you order from Backyard Butchers. Uh, Jake, you're an expert when it comes to crafting promos, ring work, etc. But uh, with some help from Backyard Butchers, I've quickly become an expert in making perfect restaurant quality meals right here in my house for less you know, than look, I spent at the grocery store. Look at you. Hey, man, look at you. I tell you what I'm going to do. What, what I normally do is, is I, I, I went out and bought a big freezer. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like to have shit on hand. Yes. Just in case. And... Uh, you know, I'll go out and spend fifteen hundred dollars at Whole Foods getting steaks and all sorts of damn meats and stuff. But now I don't have to do that. That's I right. Get a hold of backyard butchers, man. It'll be there, big being ready to go. Coming, so, coming right to your house. You don't have yeah. to go out and get it, and you get a better deal, man. You the just. Quality. Oh, high quality. You just can't beat it, guys. Uh, and by the way, I said that I became an expert. It's not because of me. I wish I could take all the credit for it. But but look, it's it's really all about Backyard Butchers and their customer service. You know, these guys will give you grilling tips to help you get the most flavor out of your meat. You can chat with their seasoned butchers online seven days a week at BackyardButchers.com. So look, you know, we, we mentioned it. Inflation is happening. Uh, the price of everything is going up. Oh, but my you God. Can, you can beat it by cutting out the middleman, that being the grocery store. Um, this, is, this is actually huge, you know. It is. It, it really is, is for a family that eats meat. I, I got to have meat with every meal, man. I don't know about you, but no, if there's no, no meat, I'm not eating. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, for these families that have, you know, like three, four kids, it's, oh, man. Oh, Lord. Man, uh, why not why not save yourself where you can cut out the middleman and get 100% american beef pork and chicken responsibly sourced from farms all across the heartland of america uh, backyard butcher's meat is fresh safely packaged and delivered to your door in an eco-friendly insulated box their boxes and packaging are specifically designed to keep your meat within the optimal temperature range and guess what jake no memberships or subscriptions are necessary subscribe oh, easy yeah, you can subscribe or cancel anytime. Try them once, and I'm sure that you'll want to be subscribed for good. Uh, you'll love the price, ease, quality, and taste of Backyard Butchers steak, pork, and chicken. So for a limited time, Backyard Butchers are offering listeners of this podcast a special introdu- introductory deal. 
Get 15% off free shipping and four free ribeyes for life with every subscription. That's four free premium restaurant quality juicy ribeyes delivered directly to your door in, in your monthly subscription at significantly less than those growing grocery store prices. So don't wait. Get your hands on some of the best steak, chicken, and seafood you'll ever taste and make your next steak night an event to remember. Visit BackyardButchers.com and use promo code SNAKE to get 15% off your order, free shipping, and four free ribeyes for life. That's BackyardButchers.com and promo code SNAKE for this unbelievable deal. Come on, guys. Support our podcast. Save Hell big. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy these excellent restaurant quality meals at home. Just go to BackyardButchers.com with that promo code SNAKE. I like the idea of that, man. I think everybody should subscribe and then send me their beef hey that's it you know it's hey we can do a special shout out situation just yeah, send some of those those free fill my here. freezer fill my freezer <laughs> fill my freezer man, that's oh, a good man. idea jake i'm liking that all right next up we've got f and wrestling and they ask uh did owen hart ever get you good with a prank i know that you talked about him blowing you up that was the only one that he got me with man was in the ring which I don't totally agree with. I think there's a there's a time and place for pranks, but it shouldn't be during a match, you know, because uh, basically he gassed me so bad that I, I couldn't do shit. I just had to sit there, you know, which uh, was pretty humiliating. And uh, I told him about it afterwards, and he agreed that it, you know, it was a bit too much. Yeah. But no, he ever went after me, you know. I, I, I had an ace in the hole with that snake, man. You know, nobody wanted that fucking snake thrown on them. So <laughs> they pretty much knew if they fuck with me, you're going to get the snake. Right. You know, and uh, there's one time, you know, in your life that you, you want quiet and you want, you know, privacy. And that's usually when you're sitting on a toilet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I'm going to get you with that snake. And I'm patient <laughs> about waiting you to have to go. But when you go you'll go. I got to ask, who have you gotten on the toilet with that? Oh, my God, several guys, man. Junkyard dog. Oh, God, let me think here. Jesus Christ. Nightheart. (laughs) Uh, I thought he was going to kill me. uh, Probably not a guy you want to have pissed off. No, it wasn't, man. That really was. That was Harley Race doing that shit, man. There were several others. Bruno Jr. Ah. He freaked out really <laughs> big time. He freaked out huge. Uh, you brought up Harley Race. Uh, I've, I've got to imagine you've got some wild Harley Race stories. Everybody's got one or two. Oh, he was a maniac. Yeah. Yeah, especially driving at night. That's what he I've heard. Just, he'd come up and ram your car doing 80, 90 miles an hour. <laughs> turn, he'll turn his headlights off and out of nowhere you get hit. Oh my God. You're doing 85 miles an hour and a car hits you, man. That freaks you out. Yes. You know, and uh, oh my God, he driving around him was just, you know, don't do it. If he came up behind me, I'd just pull over. <laughs> I'd pull over, put my car in park, get out, and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Let him get on down the road. I don't want any fucking bullshit. Man, because to me, driving 85 90 miles an hour and playing bumper cars isn't real smart. No, you can like accidentally pit maneuver somebody and yeah, send them off the road. 
going flying through the air, twisting and turning. Hell no, man. But sure was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Only in wrestling would a rib like that be. Yeah. What did we laugh our asses off? <laughs> <laughs> when you were thrown from the car and you hit that that tractor trailer that was sitting there on the side of the road, it was fucking wild. Oh, you remember when you broke both your legs in that car accident? Yeah, man. Oh, it was yeah. funnier than shit. <laughs> Hey, you took six months off too, man. That was great. No uh, pay. Next, oh God. Next up, we've got Benjamin Platt. Uh, he says, "I was at a British Championship Wrestling event a few years ago and talking to a few of their guys afterward, and they all mentioned Jake as being a big influence when he was staying in the UK a few years earlier. I was wondering what Jake thought about the UK in general and the business over here." Wow. Well, I was working for Brian Dixon who's probably one of the worst promoters I've ever known. The worst? Worst. Why is that? Absolutely. Oh, he, he was just too much, man. I don't even want to go. I can't go into all of it. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> it's so bad. So bad. Oh, I, I, I don't even want to go there. All right. You don't have to. But what did you think about working in? Uh, in the I loved working over there. Yeah. Once I got in the ring, I could do my match. Mm-hmm. But it's just all the bullshit and the way he had things set up, you know. And oh, it's just oh, makes me sick to even think about it. Ugh. Now, were you training people in the UK as well? I feel yeah, like I had a that. training school. Yeah, yeah, I trained a few kids over there. Um, unfortunately, one of my best students wound up committing suicide here about three years ago. Oh gosh, that's awful. Yeah, it was horrible. Well, he had had a head injury when he was. Uh, wrestling and uh I don't, you know, I don't think he just ever recovered from it you know and uh, wound up committing suicide such a lovely lovely young man handsome blonde hair i really miss him man what a shame what a loss and you know yeah. that kind of stuff is it's it's scary especially now that we're starting to learn more about cte yes. professional wrestling and all those unprotected chair shots people were taking back in the day so Man, yep, not real smart. No, uh, so next up, we've got Ryan Chappelle who asks, I would love to know some of your favorite WWF house show cities, venues that were too small for TV but always had an awesome atmosphere. Loved watching WWF at the Pershing Auditorium in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, wow, that's a nice one. Omaha wasn't bad either, man. Yeah, you know, there were some of the times that we went through the Heartlands, whether you're just Des Moines or Cedar Rapids even, you know, that people just really pop. They really, really were into it, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go to a, a, a huge city and people aren't just not quite getting into it, you know, but there were some huge, there were some big cities that got into it too, like Sacramento. Sacramento was huge. Man. They would really kick it up in gear whenever you come to town. And we had a beautiful arena there and held, held, held about 20,000 people. But then you go to places like Oh, I don't know, Birmingham, where you get 3,000 people, man, but the people are so electrified, you'd think there were 20,000 in there. Mm-hmm. You know, or you go to, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, there's just so many places, man, that you can get that. You know, even going to Canada, you go up to Canada, people just appreciate the shit out of it. You're going over to Newfoundland and places like that. And the crowds were just, you know, being... A handful compared to being in the, in the garden or someplace, but man, the sound and the excitement 
and the love they had to give you, man, was just phenomenal. It's cool, man, because, you know, it's I think a lot of these towns, especially Midwest, Canada, overseas, you know, they don't see you guys often. So no. when, you, when you get there, they're just whipped into a frenzy, huh? They are absolutely ready for it. That is awesome. Now, how would you compare working in New York to working in Philly? Because I've always heard that the Northeast cities are just nuts. Yeah, they are nuts, man. Both places are. Yeah. Yeah, I've had bad experiences in both. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was in Philly, man. And I come out. I was a baby face at the time. And I come out to get in my car and I look. I'm like, that's not my car. Yes, sir, it is. Well, who knocked the windshield out of it? Oh. Who knocked all the windows out of it? What the fuck? And every window had been knocked out of it. Oh, my God. And they caught the guy, and they took him downtown. So here I am. It's January in Philly. It's snowing. I have no glass. It's 1130 at night, and I'm still at the spectrum. Going, what the fuck? And then they tell me I have to go downtown to file on this guy. So I drove downtown with no windshield, went inside, filed. I said, you know, I'd like to see this motherfucker, you know? Mm -hmm. They said, see him. We can't keep people like that here. We only keep rapists and murderers here. We just had to charge him and send him home. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) That's all that happened? Oh, he's here 15, 20 minutes. Are you shitting me? (laughs) And the worst thing was, is I had to drive to New York that night. I had to drive 90 miles like that, man. I was going to say, it's so not only do you have to take the time out to go downtown, it's 11 o'clock at night, but you've probably got to make another town. Yeah, I had to drive to New York. With no windshield. No no windshield. Oh, my God. Just brutal. It was I'm, a happy time. Hee-haw. You all bundled up as you're driving? Oh, yeah, I was bundled up. I didn't know to go faster because the wind would just fucking kill me or slow it down. It's going to take longer. Oh, no, let's go faster. No, let's let it slow down. No, let's go faster. No, let's slow down. Yeah, it was pretty fucking tough, man. Whew, not always glamorous, is it? No, it wasn't, you know. And if I'd had any smarts to my head, I would have just went out to the damned airport and got another car. Mm-hmm. Why did not do that? Because I don't know. I'm a stupid fucking wrestler, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess like you know, you, your options are you drive all the way out to the airport, probably double back, you kill yeah. another hour, yeah. or you get on the damn road and get up there to the next. Just town. get it over with. Yeah, I can spend an hour trying to get another car, or I can just go ahead and get there. So I went for the go ahead and get there. Too man, at risk of sounding like I'm dumb, I probably would have done the same thing. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Ron Scott. Ron asks, any good road stories of when you were traveling with Cheryl? I'm sure there were bad times. All relationships have oh, them. Oh, God, yeah. What are the memories you have? We had a, a really funny incident happen one time, man. Uh, we were headed to TV. And, uh, we had my, my little girl with us, Cody, who was like four years old at the time. And we drove there. And we're getting stuff out of the car. Of course, you got a kid with you. You got extra stuff. You got, you know, she's got all of her clothes. So she gets all of her clothes and she says, I can't find my shoes. Mm. What? I must have left them at the hotel. I don't know. I didn't leave them at the hotel. I said, no, I checked the room. You did not leave them at the fucking hotel. Where the fuck are your shoes? We looked all over that car. 
Well, the snake bag had been sitting in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Of course, my daughter had been patting it and playing with it like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I go out and wrestle my match, some job guy, and I take the snake bag and I dump it on top of him, and they're in her fucking shoes. <laughs> In the Holy match, shit. in the match, oh, a pair God. of high heels fall out. Was it TV? TV, yeah. <laughs> so I grab the bag and look in the bag like I'm looking for the rest of the girl, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, that is amazing. It was hilarious, brother. Yeah, People boy. shit themselves laughing. So you said that you had your young daughter and your wife on the road with you. I yeah. mean, how much how much of a difference is that for you as, as somebody who had been traveling with oh, the boys for years? It was hell. You were not enjoying it as much? I enjoyed it, but it was really rough on them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's one thing to be used to the, the road abuse that we did to each other, but to bring your wife and daughter who has needs, you got to keep your eye on her all the time, make sure she's not, you know, straying off or getting into something that she shouldn't be doing or making sure nobody snatches her and takes off with her. God dang, there's all sorts of shit that could happen. Yeah. Then taking your wife to the ring, knowing that somebody's watching your child in your back for you. Hopefully they're doing a good job of it. But then you got your wife in the ring and no God, you know, no telling what could happen out there. Right. You know, she doesn't know how to protect herself, but, or at least I didn't think she did. <laughs> she kicked my ass pretty good. I was gonna say she seems tougher than a two dollar steak to me. Yeah, she she'll get, she'll grab a hold of you. She's not afraid to do that. She'll so shoot now, your ass too. <laughs> so now we always hear uh, wrestlers say, you know, hey, uh, d- don't bring your wife around the business. It's bad for yeah. bad but for you. Yeah, I mean, it's is that just because of like the the women, the drug use, the partying? Like, why why do guys say that? Well, it's because. Uh, your wife will see other guys cheating on their wives. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> that gets pretty bad. bad. Gets them uh, thinking about you. Exactly. Yeah. So is this what you do when I'm not here? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough, man. There were a couple that hit really hard to home because the wife knew their wives really well. Yeah. They were good friends. Yeah. That's a rough scene. Yeah, it made it tough to breathe, man. <laughs> yeah. So by the time you wrapped up with Cheryl, you were like, hey, I'm ready to be on my own now. <laughs> that's that yeah. fun, but that's yeah. enough of that. I, it was tough, man. Well, that was 35 years ago this year that you were on the road with Cheryl. It was 1988, yeah. and of course, uh, the feud with uh, Rick Rude. So we might have to have a chat with with Cheryl here at some point. Yeah, we'll do that sometime. I, mean, I enjoyed being on the road with her, mm-hmm. but it was just the time around the business that was bad. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it sounds like a pirate ship, and that is not a place you yeah, want to bring your wife. No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Jared Oslowski who says, I would love to know who you, as the best in-ring psychologist in the history of wrestling, that's nice, uh, think has the best ring psychology in the business right now. I personally like Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bray's wonderful. Yeah, no doubt. You know, he's got a lot to do yet. Hopefully he'll give him enough rope that'll let him do it. But uh, he's definitely making people think 
you know, and when you're doing that, you're twisting the right knobs. Yeah, he's twisting the right knob, man. He's freaking people out, even though we know it's not real. You know, here this guy is putting this shit together that makes you say, "Fuck, this is real." You know. Yeah. And that's when you know you got him, and he's got a lot of people. Other than that, I would say somebody like uh, Danielson has, uh, you know, he gets in there and goes for 60, 70 minutes. He don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, his his ring psychology is pretty damn good too. No doubt about it. Uh, certainly, uh, Daniels. You're, I mean, we're talking about two of the best in wrestling, Danielson and Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt. And uh, Bray Wyatt gets compared to you an awful lot, and I yeah. I certainly see it. The kind of cerebral promo style. Yeah. Uh, have you spent a lot of time around Bray? No, just a few times. Uh, the one time we did get together, I gave him several ideas for some interviews, and he used them. Really, which really made me feel pretty good. But uh, I had the utmost respect for him, utmost respect. So now uh, we won't dwell too much on Bray, but I do want to ask, he's, he's had a bit of a character transformation probably since the time that you were around him where he was kind of the, the Wyatt family and sort of yeah, a, cult, yeah. a cult leader type guy. Right. Now, now he's in uh, like a horror gimmick. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of that transition for him? Uh, he did it pretty well. You know, usually those transition things really suck, but his didn't suck so bad because he took some time off to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And they made the people want to see him back. You know, that was the key. Make the people really beg for you to come back before you come back. Now you've got an excuse to look something different because that's why you were gone for so long. You had to let your body heal and let it become itself and all this stuff. It's great thinking, man. No doubt about it. He's he's lighting it up. And guys, our friends over at Jimmy's Famous Seafood are lighting it up. They always light it up. Man, just the Her best. lights are never off. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the best in the country when it comes to making crab cakes, soups, chowders, oysters, signature steaks, plus desserts and gluten-free items if you've got some dietary restrictions. Man, the Super Bowl is, by the time this airs, the Super Bowl is done. However... That doesn't mean that you still can't party with Jimmy's Famous Seafood and some of the incredible stuff that they have to offer. Um, And I mentioned steak, and yeah, I know. You're asking yourself, steak from a seafood place? Guys, it's incredible. Everything that they do there is incredible. They've got some of the best chefs in America. And now these these chefs and all of their signature foods can be shipped right to your door. Uh, They've been... It's it's nuts, man. They've been in business for over 40 years, and they've been featured all over TV. And Jake, our listeners across the country can enjoy what Jimmy's have to offer because now they're shipping nationwide. So look, like I said, the Super Bowl party is done, but you know that you've got guests coming over. You know that your mother-in-law is coming over. You've got somebody coming over that you need to impress, and there's no better way to do it than with Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Like the, How about the Famous Gift Box? It includes four of the world's best Maryland crab cakes, two crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature base sauce. we got the tailgate bundle. Hey, you can still enjoy the tailgate bundle after football season's done. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's two pound of wings. You've got a full rack of barbecue rib. Crab dip. And and crab cake mix. Hey, better yet, create your own. Uh, how about how about you just pick out everything that you like from Jimmy's and have it shipped straight to your door? And hey, man, it gets even better. Right now, our listeners can enjoy free two-day shipping nationwide on orders over 125 bucks. All you got to do is go to Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com and use promo code Snake. That's Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com and the promo code Snake S N A K E, and you can get free two-day shipping nationwide. One more time. That's Jimmy's famous seafood.com promo code snake. All right, Jake. Next up, we've got Jim Kivlin. 
who asks, what is your opinion of Ric Flair? Do you think he's the GOAT? I, I selected this one because, you know, Jake, we touched on him a couple weeks ago. You were saying that Kenny Omega is one of the best in-ring performers you ever said. And when I brought up Flair, you were kind of like, yeah, no, not really. Uh, so, uh, what time? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, especially from your era, point to Ric Flair and say, oh, he's the best promo. He's the best in-ring performer. What do you think it is that, that maybe uh, doesn't make you feel that way? I don't know, bro. I just, uh, I guess I just got tired of seeing it. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy too repetitious, uh, very repetitious in the ring about what he did. Uh, you say, seen the same show a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Same moves, uh, always over the top, and uh, wanted to be the the life of the party, and uh, that that cost him. So, uh, all right, James L. Murrah asks, uh, would love to hear a story about the Dallas Sportatorium. Uh, you ever worked there, Jake? Oh God, yeah, man, the worst ring in the world. Oh my God. Worse than their, the old WWF ring. Oh yeah, their their ring was actually set in concrete. Oh, yeah. And when the show's over, they'd roll the mat up, but those four posts and those pipes stayed right there. Oh God, they were solid, <laughs> solid with capital S O L I D. Oh man, brother, when you hit that shit, it was like knives going through you. Yeah, I have memories of that damn ring. I, I was all, that's what the ring I was in when I got shot at. Shot I at? The ring, yeah, I was in the ring wrestling Sting. And some guy in the ninth row stood up, opened up his jacket, and pulled out a pistol and started shooting at me. Oh, my God. Yeah, thank God he was a bad shot. He got two shots off before I was under the ring. Mm-hmm. But I'm under the ring, and I keep hearing Sting up in the ring. Woo! You know, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you up, he's going to shoot you. But, uh, no, they took two shots at me, man. Wow. So, I mean, you know, obviously you were you were getting some heat. Have you ever had anybody come at you with, like, a knife or anything? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you always hear about, like, Ole Anderson getting cut real bad. Oh, Did anybody yeah. ever get at you with it? Oh, yeah, an old woman got me. Really? Yeah, about 75 years old. Cut me with a box cutter. Ooh, did you? How many stitches? Arm, well, I think 35, 37, something like that. My God. Yeah. Surprise. I'm walking to the ring and all of a sudden my security's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn around and they got this old woman down and I think she's had a heart attack. Yeah. You know, they're taking care of her. I'm like, dude, is she dying? They're like, no, man, she cuts you. I'm like, what? She cuts you. Look at your arm. I looked at my arm and holy fuck. So I put a boot to her. <laughs> well, that'll teach her. Just two. So see, yeah, you 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 took it easy on the grandma. Yeah. Well, I you know honestly, I after, charges after getting cut, a couple boots is probably taking it easy. <laughs> yeah, man. I press charges. Wow. Uh, Shannon Bell asks, "Can we talk about Peanut Butter Falcon? It was a damn good movie." Jake, what can you tell us about that experience? Extremely fucking hot in Savannah, Georgia in the summertime, folks. Especially if you're in your tin building, a barn. Ooh. But doing the film was an actual, I was, it was very, very easy for me to do. Yeah. I hate to say it, but 
what what a lot of people have to do 10 or 12 times, I seem, seem to have the knack of going out there and doing a duty the first or the second time. It's just really strange. Man, it's so cool to see you in that movie. I think it's available on like Tubi or Roku or something like that right now yeah. for free if, if people want to go watch it. It's a great movie and awesome to see you in it. And yeah, you know, we brought up your acting career before. It would have been great to see you in, in some more stuff. Yeah, well, I think it's going to happen. Uh, you know, we just did this big thing for uh, exits of whatever it was called. What Out was of it? Exile. Out of Exile. And uh, you got to see that. Yes. That's a real good one. And I had a pretty strong part in that the piece that I did. I thought it was really well. Again, I think I nailed it the first or second cut. They're like, you can't get no better than that. You know? <laughs> one take Jake. That's what that they always it, called you. That was it. And and by the way, guys, that movie Out of Exile, it's available on demand now. So go and check that out. on. You can, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime and elsewhere. So check it out, Out of Exile. Uh, next up, we've got Ed Heaney, and Ed asks, I know you hated the purple and green WWF tights, but what was the story behind the orange pants you wore prior? He's talking about your karate pants. They weren't orange. They were red. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this dude's TV was out of didn't have the right color. Yeah, I think so, too. They were red, man. I like the karate pants, man. They were loose-fitting. I was cool in them with the bell bottoms and shit, man. That was badass, mm -hmm. bro. Had to slip on boots. I knew how to get ready. It'd take me about three minutes to get ready for a match. <laughs> I go to the WWF. They put me in lace-up boots to my knees. It takes me 30 minutes to put my fucking shoes on. What, what was it like going from, like, these kind of comfortable karate pants all of a sudden you got to squeeze into fucking spandex? Because I hated spandex, man. I felt like a bitch. <laughs> I really did. No, just awkward. And, and what a weird change. But, hey... I guess Vince had something right, man. It worked. It worked. Yeah, it did work. Jake, next up we've got Rob Campbell. And Rob asks, uh, do you have any stories about the genius sleeping Lanny Poffo? Of course, we we recently oh, lost Lanny. Oh, what a shame. Oh, my God. It's really sad, man. I, I spent a lot of time with Lanny in uh, Mid-South. Mm -hmm. Quite a few car trips to him and my father. But uh, just a super nice kid. I say kid, we're the same age, whatever. But uh, just super nice. I mean, he's a little strange, but how could you not be strange if Randy's your brother and Angelo Popo's your father? <laughs> right. You know, Christ, your father's got the record for doing setups. What, 6,000 and something? Unbelievable. Yeah, I did 6,000 and something setups. Why? Because he could. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they had some rough years together, some lean years. But uh, by the time he got to WWF, you know, he was doing the genius gimmick in the poems. And I had him in Madison Square Garden. And uh, he came to me and he said, man, I want to I do this new move I've got. I'm like, okay, what is it? He said, you'll be on the floor. I'm going to get up. I'll jump up on the top rope. And then I'll jump off on you and give you the double axe handles. Mm. Okay. No problem. Yeah. He jumps up on the rope and slips and falls, 
driving both of his knees into my kidneys. Oh, oh no. I, I was on my hands and knees when he hit me. I thought he'd killed me. Oh God. It burned so bad. It burned like somebody stuck a hot iron inside my back, man. It just frying my insides. It hurt so fucking bad. I remember pissing myself too. Yeah. And when I got up, I was so fucking mad at him, man. I wanted to kill him. And I just grabbed him and I gave him a gigantic fucking hip toss. And this was before they put the pads down in the garden. So it was only on boards on top of ice, you know. <laughs> he hit with a thud. <laughs> That's all I want to say. He hit with a thud. And I'm sure afterwards he was like, okay, I deserved it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was good with it. So, I mean, I, I, and I'm going to go ahead and guess you were pissing blood for a few days after that. Yeah, it was rough. It Ooh. was rough, man. It, it hurt for a while. Really Brutal. Did. Brutal. Um, and next up, we've got Rick Aller. And Rick asks, who was the first opponent that made you starstruck or nervous when you got in the ring with them? Oh, Jesus, man. Dusty. Christ, man, back back in the day, anytime I stepped in the ring, I was stepping in there with, you know, somebody that had 20 or 30 years experience. So they were all stars. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but being in the ring with Dusty was a different thing. Yes. Definitely. I mean, he was just so charismatic. His name should have been Captain Charisma. He was over like nobody else in pro wrestling, oh especially in the Florida Territory. Just incredible. Yeah. Down south, he was gold. Yep. Um, so, Jake, between the snake name being borrowed from Ken Stabler and your Raiders-inspired shirt, which is available now at ProWrestlingTees.com, uh, there's a lot of misconception out there, so let's clear this thing up. Rick Brokus asks, how did you become a Raiders fan? Oh, man, Kenny Stabler. You know? Jim Otto, Ted Hendricks. You know, the names go on and on, man. Some pretty badass players back in the day. But, yeah, man. Uh, the man, stork. That was... <laughs> the stork. <laughs> the stork. Yeah, he was Plus fucking John killer. John, John Madden. Madden. Gene Upshaw. Uh, I can't remember the wide receiver. Uh, the wide receiver, they, they banned his uh, – Shit that he put on his hands because stick there was em. so much on stick him. He had a football hit him in the back and it stuck to his back. That he was, couldn't even reach it. He couldn't. He couldn't grab a hold of it. It was stuck to his back. That was Fred Bolitnikov. Right, Bolitnikov. Yeah, dude, just hilarious. But by the way, that was not the answer I was hoping for, Jake. I was hoping that you were going to say, "I'm not a fucking Raiders fan. I'm a Cowboys fan." I'm a Cowboys fan, brother. You know that. <laughs> but no, the Raiders have just have a special place in my heart because that's where I stole the name from. Yeah, and man, it was such a cool, iconic team. You can't help but like them, uh, yeah, especially yeah. in those days. Tough as nails. A few more questions, and then we'll get out of here, Jake. Um, Steve C. Davis asks, what's your opinion of strong style in Japan? Uh, for those that like it, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Beat the shit out of each other. You know, there's no need for it. You know, the fans already know it's a work. Mm-hmm. So why are you beating the fucking shit out of each other? Because you can? You want to show somebody how tough you are? If you want to show somebody how tough you are, go out on the street corner somewhere. Pick a fight. You'll be all right. What the fuck, man? Don't put me through it. I'd much rather have a match where two guys are trying to perform and give me their very best 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To make it exciting other than go out there and just, I'm, I'm going to break his neck with this. Ha, ha, ha. This will really be good. <laughs> you know? What the <laughs> fuck? Grow up. I think it's nuts because, uh, you know, the whole idea is it's supposed to look like it hurts and not hurt. Um, yeah. So it just, just wild. Jake, did you ever, like, anybody ever kind of pop you with a few and you got to fucking back them into the corner and say, hey, calm it down? No, I just went, went ahead and fired that shot right away. That would calm him down. Yeah. Yeah. Why wait for the second one? So one's enough. Yeah. If he's throwing one, you're going to get another one. Man, uh, we got to find the clip and put it up online of uh, you in Mexico when you broke that guy's nose. We talked about yeah. it here not not too long ago, but he yeah. was not selling for Jake, so Jake made Sierra himself. Paris. Yes, Jake yeah, went ahead and made himself somewhere down the line. Man. Yeah, All you right, know, bro. I, I think it'd be a fun bonus. All right, let's wrap it up here. Uh, so, Jake, our next episode is going to be dropping on February twenty first, and that's a significant date. Why you ask? Well, it's because it marks 36 years ago that you were struck by the honky-tonk man with that guitar in the snake pit. Not necessarily a fond memory, but it did ignite a really memorable rivalry that that, that had a hell of a WrestleMania main event, or not main event, but a a hell of a WrestleMania match following it uh, involving Alice Cooper. Uh, So maybe some issues outside the ring stem from it, too. We're going to talk about all of it next week when uh, we talk about the news and notes from that era. And uh, we're having a... Yeah, man, I'm excited to talk about it. I know fans have been asking about it, so it'll be a fun episode. Uh, and we're having a, a great time here on the Snake Pit, and I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. We've been posting about it on social media a lot, but in case you've been missing it, you can get your product or message on our podcast, much like Backyard Butchers and Jimmy's Famous, famous Seafood, when you go to advertisewithsnake.com. If you're listening to this, there's a very strong chance that we're targeting the exact demo that you're looking to attract. So why not give it a shot? See what your results are like. And I think that you're going to like what our loyal listeners do. Again, go over there to advertisewithsnake.com and check and get your message in front of our huge network of listeners. We are constantly updating our merch over at boxygimmicks.com. We got probably at least two new items dropping every week, and it's awesome. All of it is kind of a love letter to the wrestling fans from the 80s and 90s. Uh, We've got some WrestleFest-inspired stuff, some vintage-looking Jake stuff. You you just got to get over there and check it out. Uh, That's boxofgimmicks.com. If you have a question for Jake, you can ask it on Twitter at SnakePitPod. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash at SnakePitPod. There's no better way to introduce somebody to this podcast. Get over there and check out a couple of the few-minute clips so you can see what it's like. And next thing you know, you're going to be listening to every single episode dedicated um, and you can also check out the archives from DDP Snake Pit and our archives. Now we've, we build up a little bit. Also, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms. Make sure that you check us out on adfreeshows.com. We've got some cool stuff going on over there. It's just $9 a month to get all these shows early and ad-free. Plus, Jake and I are going to start dropping some bonus episodes over there. Watching yeah. Back some, yeah, we're going to be watching back some stuff that maybe you know you haven't heard Jake talk about yet. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Get over there to adfreeshows.com dot com and become a member i promise you it's worth it if you're a wrestling fan i would like to see you get a hold of that footage for mid-south man when i drop ddt dark journey you know what i think that that would be the perfect one jake uh and oh so maybe God. we'll make that our bonus this month uh we can talk about you ddting dark journey <sighs> uh yeah let's 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 make that happen so yeah, uh absolutely. hey by the way if if you are not a member of ad free shows but you want an interactive experience with jake here's the best way to do it go over to cameo.com forward slash uh jake snake and jake will it will hook you up with an unbelievable cameo experience right jake 
Absolutely, man. I love doing those things. I'll give you another time where I can actually have some fun with you. Yep. He takes <sighs> time and puts a lot of effort into it. Go and check out the reviews if you don't believe me. They're awesome. Check Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. You can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on Twitter, and you can follow the podcast on all social media platforms at SnakePitPod. Jake, another one in the books, man. That was a really fun Thank episode. Thank you. Appreciate hey, it, bud. Thank you, and we'll see you guys next time right here on The Snake Pit. All right, by now, guys, you know I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. I mean, routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash, and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back, or one day we want to upgrade the hardwood floors, or remodel the kitchen, or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. SaveWithConrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a thousand five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%, you know you can do better. With the mortgage though, you may not know this, the interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you can get a lower monthly payment, pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments. Buddy, this is the biggest no brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Or hey man, shoot me an email directly. Conrad at savewithconrad.com. <laughs>